I've never had any of their pecans, but I heard it's a fantastic place to dump a body. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. We are on video for you talk us primos. You can watch us if you want are really drunk and have nothing else to do. So join <laughs> us, friends. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. The hint tonight was pecan. Mm-hmm. Jen, what are we drinking tonight? Pecan pie cocktails. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's really good. I may have added more to the recipe because I think it, it came out as a shot. Oh. It came out two ounces, and so... Um, but if you're making the shot, it's... How many shots are we drinking in here, Jen? Not that many. Did you cut it with anything? Because there's going to uh, be like six shots in here. I know for an IHOP kind of night. <laughs> Is that the real reason why you didn't want me to make dinner? I'm up for Truth IHOP. or truth? I mean, and it's early enough to, you know... Well, I, you don't know what time we're going to finish? Man, those pancakes are delicious. Baby, so. I know. we said we were going to be healthy. So the hint is pecan... And I'm sorry Beacon for all pie. you pecans. You know, your aunt asked me once. What do you What do you say? Yeah, because I'm southern, and she was like, "What do you, What do you 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 know you guys say pecan or pecan?" I was like, "It's pecan." I think she says pecan, yeah, and I think she thinks that that's the th- I think she thinks that's the southern way to say. Yeah, it's it too, so funny because like all. All your family was asking. They they like put me on display. Well, it's because it was a th- very Thanksgiving question because you're eating. Pe- pecan pie is my favorite. See, Actually, I'm correction, from, derby pie is my favorite, oh, which is basically chocolate. pecan pie but with chocolate. Chips. Maybe we should, I mean, I do have that 90% chocolate we can put as a garnish for this. I remember growing up in my grandparents' farm, and I remember vividly picking up pecans off the ground. Is that what falls on our tree back there? Yeah, probably. But we have Because they're the trees. big things, right? Or yeah. walnuts. They might be. Or acorns. They're big. Those are things. acorns. No, 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 no! They're definitely are not acorns. acorns. No, edible pecans are—they're in a little brown shell. I think that's like, what we, I think we have a pecan tree. No, we don't. I haven't seen any pecans out there. Those are acorns. Mm, yeah, be careful. You, you don't want to pick something up that you think is a pecan and have yeah. it be a piece, a gift from uh, Hubble or Stella. The poopy. It, it would be I don't, I, that would their turds look very different. <laughs> no, I don't like that word. No, I never got to mention. So it's it if you're making the shot, it is. Half an ounce of bourbon, half an ounce of vodka, and an ounce of uh, Evangeline, which is the brand I used, praline pecan liquor. You know, combination-wise, it kind of tastes like the espresso vodka. I get more of a Bailey's to it. Yeah, I guess. Mm, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I feel like that was a slower tempo. Maybe. I don't know. Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, it does look like Pepto-Bismol. I was thinking it looked like strawberry milk. But you know what? It tasted more like the Pepto-Bismol, I think, than the strawberry milk. Really? <laughs> it looks yeah. like Pepto-Bismol. We're drinking tequila rose. It's a strawberry cream. Uh, strawberry cream liquor with a splash of tequila. That was good. I would not have guessed that that would have been like the as creamy as it was. It, mm-hmm. it was kind of like the... Um, Danimals. No, not what I was going for. Um, the life savers. Oh yeah, the cream savers. The cream savers. Yes, yes, yes. I can cook. It, well, not as good as Nicole. Well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I can bake. Okay, I am a baking good. Baking is very hard. I love it. Baking is challenging. I make bomb homemade cookies. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. I use the Toll House recipe, but I just feel like <laughs> some, some Nestle to Laos. Yes. <laughs> But I feel like you can make the. I feel like even if you make someone, can, two people can make the same recipe and it not come out the same. Yeah, that's true. You know why? Love. I put a lot of love into it. Oh my god, what does that mean? You like put your hair in it? Yeah. That's what women do to try to get guys. They put like menstrual blood or their hair that's, in it. That's, that's what not, I did for the first meal oh, I cooked for you, dude. Oh, where is this going? Holy shit! I saw a video the other day. That really made me throw up. Seriously, I threw up. There's this viral video of this woman 
Here, just let me show you. Wait, uh, is this the one where she covers her face in her Yeah, she covers blood? her face in her menstrual blood. No, 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 no. Do like, not put that on my computer. She's like, Please do not search that. I don't want to see it. natural. I'm like, it's not natural for you <laughs> to cover your face with your own blood. That's gross. That's just weird. <laughs> I mean, if you, like, cut your own wrist and then you... Oh, no. Don't, don't, But it don't. was her menstrual blood. No, that's gross. I'll put the video on Menstrual blood is gross. Not, not from my computer. <laughs> menstrual blood is, like clumpy and like gross well she rubs it all over let me show you no, no please i've saw, I saw and she does I a video and she's like look at me girl power and i'm like that's just weird what was she trying to do like channel rafiki no, with the she, melons when he cracks open the melons and like puts it on his face <laughs> like i don't get it no she was trying to say that it's natural and it, yeah okay i get it you it's can natural. be in touch Periods with your natural, body but don't freaking rub it on your you face. can be a feminist and be in touch with your body without putting your menstrual blood on anywhere yeah, except the toilet gross. where it belongs okay i poopy and that's natural but i don't rub it on my face <laughs> and put it on the internet all right come on um <laughs> <laughs> so oh i do want to say i have big news mm-hmm. and i was i told karina this you know she she uh corrected me about the psychopathy thing which if you look at the video psychopathy psychopathy, psychopathy. if you look at the video <laughs> i was like psychopathy jen that's right right psychopathy and jen you were like yeah that's right we have proof jen it's on the video whatever anyway so anyway was that the big news no that wasn't the big news okay he just wanted to tell me i was wrong that's the big news so she says she commutes an hour and a half to work so she's already binged yeah so she's already binged all of ours all of our episodes so i told her we're going to start doing two a week and i told her to submit hometown murders because every thursday unless we're doing a part well, no, excuse me. Every Tuesday. No, every Saturday, either Friday or Saturday, unless we do a part two that week, we're going to release a hometown murder and just for our Supremos. So because I have a lot to go through, you know, I still got um, who do I got? I got Shannon submitted a few. Uh, Tyler submitted one. I got I got a bunch. I got to look, but I want to get them all done. So we're going to start doing them every week. So if you're a Taco Supremo Go into the forum and give me your stories. You, you and if you're them. not a Taco Supremo, then you can go to talkmurder.com slash join and become a Taco Supremo. Every episode from now on is also going to be on video for our Taco Supremo. So go to talkmurder.com if you want to watch us sit here and get drunk and talk about murder instead of listening to it on iTunes. So, Jen... The hint tonight was pecan, not pecan. So where are we going and who are we killing? You know, I had a little bit of a tough time with this. I'm pretty sure we're going to um, the South. And I'm going to go with my gut and say Georgia. Georgia is the peach state, but good try. Nicole, where are we going? Who are we killing? I'm going to say we're staying right here in South Carolina. That was my second guess, but I decided to go with my gut. <laughs> okay, okay you just, for, the record, for the record, in case I was right. Wait, uh, what, did, what was your... I didn't say how they got killed, but I think maybe it has something to do with like um, a pecan tree. Maybe someone like build, plants a tree for every person they kill or something. I don't know. <laughs> What? <laughs> a pecan tree? Yeah. That's a cool concept. Or maybe they kill someone that's allergic to nuts. I'm going to say they are, the killer is poisoning people with their pecan pie, similar to Nanny Dodds. Nanny Dodds. Granny Nanny Dodds. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I call her your royal highness because I think it is a very nice... Is this Miss Pecan? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Miss Tifton, get ready to go over to Columbus and represent Tifton over there. Are you excited? We're going to Georgia. Oh, my God, I was right. Damn it. Preparation. What have you done to prepare? Georgia. What have I done? I have uh, worked on my interview. I have exercised. I've shopped for clothes and clothes and clothes. And I uh, just tried to get prepared for a lot of hard work the week at Miss Georgia. Uh, Terry, when you came over and did Miss Tifton last year, had you done pageants before or had you been prepared for it or what, what was your thinking? I have been um, pageants in high school and I had always wanted to go to Miss Georgia and as you know, the 
that's a different type of pageant. So I worked very hard, and it, it took me a while. I competed in 19 Miss Georgia preliminaries, and it took me four years, but I was determined that I was going to reach my goal. 19 and, um, pageants. And was my second to the last pageant. It's 24 is the age limit, and I was graciously titled Miss Tifton, and I'm very excited about it. So you, you, it was just... Uh, obviously, your fate to get to go to Miss Georgia because you're right. Alrighty. Right. Think about the time factor. That is Miss Tara Grinstead. She is a beauty pageant. I'm getting um, getting a little deja vu. From what? Hellbilly Nose Job? Yeah, Hellbilly Nose Job. Hellbilly Nose Job. This is like exactly how we started that episode. Oh, really? Yeah, with the other. Oh, yeah, remember yeah, the beauty yeah, pageant Miss, queen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. She was about yeah. to go on that date with that guy who ended up getting killed by... Uh, you guys have heard of this story, and let me just say, hey guys, and people in video, and Togas Primos, and listeners, follow me down the rabbit hole of the Tara Grinstead story. That name does sound familiar. That name does sound mm-hmm. familiar. I don't know. All right, let's go. We're going to Georgia. Nicole, where's Georgia? South of us. Very good. The next state down. <laughs> that is uh, our third place geography bee champion, Nicole Laporte. All right, we're going to 2005. Eighth grade. You were in eighth grade? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I'm way older than you. I was in boot camp. No, I was done with boot camp. No, you're only five, you're only five years older. I was done with boot camp. In the so you were 18. All right, tonight we're going to be talking about the Tara Grinstead case. It's a very popular case. You guys are going to love this. Love it or hate it? Hate it. You guys are going to really hate it. Now, <laughs> October 22nd. How did I know? October 22nd, 2005. That was a Saturday. That's where we're going. Now, in Georgia, this is a small town, Osceola, Georgia. The uh, annual Shrek Potato Festival was going on. Okay? Now, she wasn't... But complete- not the annual Pecan Festival. Pecans will come into play. Okay. But the sweet potato, I love sweet potatoes, too. They're okay. I like sweet potato fries. We have to eat them before, too. Uh, Tara Grinstead was 30 years old. So that day, October 22nd, 2005, she spent that day not competing, but doing makeup and hair for all the other girls. I'm going to paint a picture of Tara Grinstead for you guys. Like, a lot of times you think of, oh, oh a pageant contestant, Miss Beauty pageant. They're, like, pompous or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was not Tara Grinstead. Like, she, number one, she was an 11th grade high school teacher. She she taught history. Okay. She spent the entire day, which she didn't have to, helping these girls, doing their makeup and hair. And they would go compete and then, you know, come back and everything. So she spent the whole day doing that. That was, it's right before Halloween, October 22nd, 2005. Mm-hmm. At 7.45 p.m., Tara Grinstead leaves the festival, the Sweet Potato Festival, and she goes to a barbecue cookout. Mm, Oh, my gosh. That sounds so good right now. Yeah. The barbecue cookout was for the superintendent, Dr. Troy Davis. Now, I want to say Tara was a teacher, 11th grade high school teacher. Hmm. So this barbecue was for the school faculty. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It was at the superintendent's house. Yeah. That's a big deal. I mean, yeah. superintendent is yeah. in charge of a whole district. It's not just like your principal is throwing it for the school. That's yeah. like a district thing. It's like a superintendent Chalmers from the Simpsons. Jen, jeez. <laughs> I'm showing a picture of Tara Grinstead with one of the pageant contestants. Now at 7:45, she leaves the festival and she goes to a barbecue for the superintendent. Now, they watched the LSU and Auburn game. During this party, everyone at, well, not everyone, a lot of people at that party noticed Tara talking on her cell phone a lot. And in fact... Ex-boyfriend? I I will get to that. In mm-hmm. fact, one of the time now she was single. The mm-hmm. superintendent says on one call, particularly, she ended it with, quote, I love you too. All right. Hmm. At 11.15 p.m. that same night, Tara Grinstead leaves the barbecue. She returns home to her home in Osceola. Okay, she's got a nice little home. And I'm going to show you all the pictures of the home, so don't worry about that. But let me tell you a little bit about Osceola. Osceola is a very small town. I mean, everyone knows everyone literally in Osceola. Everybody knows everyone. It's very small, like tiny Mm-hmm. Kind of like where I grew up in Gilbert. Mm-hmm. It's like a Gilbert murder. You know what I'm saying? Very small. Okay. And you can see that's how small it? it is. Yeah, that's it. That's small. And then, 
Yeah. Here, can you tell? Wow, there's like nothing else around it either besides what farmland, golf course. Yeah, farmland. So it's in Irwin County. So if I if is if that I say, where is that where is that is that closer to Atlanta or Savannah? It's not even close to that. Yeah, really. Savannah's way over here. So Atlanta. It's like, like I mean, it's I mean, Georgia. well, as in, as in comparison to the two towns that I knew. So she actually Tara Grinstead won the Tifton. Tifton. Okay. Uh, pageant and she was actually going to win Miss Georgia. She didn't, she went to the competition. She didn't win, but Mm -hmm. her friends and family said winning really wasn't what she wanted. Like she wanted to make it to the competition and she did. She goes home at 1115. Everything's good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, apparently not. She ain't alive today. Well, in Georgia, everyone goes. Or is she? In Georgia, everybody goes to church on Sunday, and True. she didn't show up for church. Now, that's oh, a big shit. red flag. Yep. So she didn't show up for church. Maybe she, she ain't sick. repenting she for al- her sins. She also had a scheduled lunch that day, and she completely skipped it. Being in that small town, the neighbors and her kind of had a security system, uh, like a safety system. Basically, when Tara gets home, the first thing she does if she goes in the bedroom and turns the lamp on, the, the neighbors can see the lamp from across the street so they'll know that she's home safely. So kind of like Ted, the girls in the Ted Bundy story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like that. Because if you're, yeah. We should have a safety plan. What do you mean? I'm a man here. There's a man in the house. I, I do want to tell you that, that that bedroom lamp did not turn on that night. Hmm. So she, we know she left the party. She left the party she at 11.15. she did not make it home. Or she made it home, but she didn't make it to the bedroom. She she may have made it home, but the lamp didn't turn on. That's all I'm saying. Right. Hmm. October 24th. Was someone waiting in her bedroom for her? He's what I'm thinking. October 24th. Like Richard Burton on the bed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I say Richard Burton? It's not Richard Burton. It's, um... You talking about Burt Reynolds? Burt yeah. Reynolds, yeah. Thank you. All right. Richard Burton, who is that? I don't know. But I think that's... Isn't that, um... Um... um some NASCAR driver or something, Jen. I don't watch NASCAR. Jim watches NASCAR. I don't. You do. October 24th, 2005. That's such a great insult. You watch two NASCAR. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah? Well, you, you watch NASCAR, okay? <laughs> two days later. Two days. She didn't show up for church. Now, on the Monday. I feel like they waited a long time if they knew something was up. Oh, no. They didn't wait very long. I'm, I'm about to show you. This oh. was quick. Never mind. On Monday, she didn't show up to teach her history class. High school teacher. This is not like Tara. No call at, show? She would at least, if something happened, she'd call a sub. 8.15, the police arrive at her home. This is how much people were worried about Tara Grinstead. They arrive at 8.15. Now, her car was there. It was unlocked. And an envelope with $100 in cash was sitting in the car. In her car? In her car. Hmm. Just sitting there? Seems yeah. like not a lot of money, though, if it's, like, for sexual favors. When you have $65 favors. to your name, $100 is, like, gold, okay? No, I know. I would take a crisp $100 bill for almost anything. $100 in cash in an envelope. Sounds like something fishy. Well, okay, was it just one one bill, or was it, like, stacked up to make it look like a lot of money? Because yeah. even I, though it's the same— Who would put a hundred, uh, one hundred dollar bill in a single envelope a single bill probably twenty someone that so that someone that can carry a hundred dollar bill and think it's just chump change i don't know yeah, but i wouldn't put a single bill into an envelope why not would you just leave it laying there you want to put it in an envelope i'd put like a note in it or something i mean it just look weird you use the entire envelope for one bill i mean i don't know i'm thinking it was like 20s that's like the other day we had a TV return and the guy paid cash for it. So we literally had to give him $3,200 in cash because that's how we paid for it. $3,200 for a TV? It was 75 inch. Yeah, that's what I've heard that a lot. <laughs> I'm talking about my penis. Thanks. 8.15, the police arrive at her home. The car was there. Unlocked, envelope, $100 in cash. The house, from the outside at least, looked normal. No signs of struggle. At all. No signs of breaking and entering? No signs of breaking and entering. Now, they did enter the home. There were clothes from the pageant on her floor. Now, her cell phone was there and is still in a charger. So, if she left, she was probably coming right back because who leaves her cell phone, right? True. Now, yeah. her bed looked as if someone had just slept in it. 
Oh, mine looks like that every night. <laughs> here's here's my thing. Maybe maybe this will change when I have more time in my life. When I don't literally wake up, go to work, and then come back and go to sleep. But I just don't see like what what's the point of making a bed if no one else is gonna see it? It's not like I'm taking anyone home to see my bed. Look at how nice my bed looks. I so. used to feel that way, but now I feel pretty strongly about having a at least like doesn't have the pillows don't have to be up, but like the, the sheets. sheets should be like up, ready to go because I want them to be comfortable when I get back in the bed. So you think they're I'm not arguing, I'm I'm sincerely asking. You think they're less comfortable if they're not made? It's not that they're less comfortable, but I feel like so I'm not like fresh at yeah, it's not fresh and I'm almost like I'm not at peace if I'm turning down the bed getting like have a routine to get ready for bed. You know, like I think part of what I enjoy about like getting ready for bed is like pulling those sheets down and sliding in versus like just plop it in when it's already kind of messy. Oh, I like cannonball into my bed. I mean, not really, because then the bed slats would just shatter. Which, I used to never make my bed, but then I, I don't know, I just, late, like, I the just, last couple of years, I really, I, I really want, like it. I want to, but then again, like, my bed's against the wall. Yeah, and that makes so it hard, too. It makes it hard. I was thinking about redoing my room mm-hmm. again. Well, now that the record player's in here, I have you more have room. room. Yeah. So I was thinking about putting it to the way I had it when I first moved in. Do you remember? Was it on? The bed was like if the, the, if the door, um, if the door was. Oh yeah, the door was here. My bed was like against this wall. Now, like I had it against that wall mm-hmm. in the center. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing that. I feel like I need to change. Yeah, a little feng shui. Yeah, but I'm. I just don't have time to do it. I'll have time to do it eventually. Well, yeah, I just want like a genie. That Sunday, let's go back one day. That Sunday, she had actually called the Osceola Police Department, and a police officer named Heath Dykes showed up and put a, a business card like in the door to say, "Hey, I'm here checking on you." Or whatever. So there was a business card wedged in the door, but it was his. Mm-hmm. There was also, and this is going to become huge, there's a white latex glove. It was a surgical glove, not a kitchen glove. It's very important. It's like a surgical glove. What's a kitchen glove? It's like, like the, the glove? glove? Like the rubber one? Rubber yeah. glove? Oh, dishes, dish glove. I thought you were talking yeah. about like the of glove for a second. No, oh, like, no, yeah. like a... The, it was surgical latex. Okay. All right. Now, that was right outside on the ground, just sitting there. Like, in front almost, of her house? Yeah, about That's a couple feet away from the questionable. door. Yeah, so they took it in for evidence. They sent that to the lab to get it processed for DNA. Now, her students, this is how much they loved her. Twelve hours later after she, because she may have just went with someone and said, screw work today. It's Monday. I don't want to go in. Twelve hours later, her students... Stayed at school until 1 a.m. in the morning. They made up 2,000 flyers missing Tara Grinstead, history teacher. Have you seen her? And they put them all around her silly. Wow. That's awesome. I hope if I go missing yeah. and I'm out of school, like, my students will be that committed. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah, so let's talk about some suspects. Because obviously she's not there. She's probably dead. There's a lover involved. Maybe she was talking to her mom. All right, suspect number one. Mm. A guy named Marcus mm-hmm. Harper. Mm-hmm. Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. Okay, Marcus, we see you. Guys, I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to say, that that's how much you drink the whole thing. Here's how much I still have to drink. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like full. Dude, I cut mine with water, though, so it's fine. Like, I'm still the same amount of booze in there, Jen. I don't understand why you think that that makes it any different. This is Marcus Harper. Oh, he's nice looking. Now, he is... In the Army. Yeah, he was in the Army. Now, he was he was actually a police officer for, for Osceola Police Department, the same police department here, for a few years. Then... He joined the Army in 2001, and he went to ranger school. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is why the, he's got the ranger Is cap. he guilty? Because he's is not he bad guilty? looking. <laughs> Tara's sister, Anita. Oh, this is also Anita. 2005, so, I mean, that's, like, 14 years ago, so he's probably, like, one of those, like, 40-plus-year-olds that like me. Anita Gaddis, which is Tara's sister, claimed that Tara was actually scared of Marcus. Now, Marcus and Tara were dating mm-hmm. on and off, and— it was not a very 
good relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, there was domestic Was it issues. contentious? Uh, there was abuse. I don't know what that word is, Jen. <sighs> it's my word of the night, but I can't give you a definition. I think it means bad. Okay, so yeah, it was very contentious. She was scared of him because of his training. He's a ranger, you know, kill people, all that stuff. All right, ranger. C-17 rolling down the strip. <laughs> Tara broke up with Marcus in 2004 because he did not want to commit to marriage. Mm. Soon after, he Hear goes, that, sister. He deploys to Iraq. He, uh, he deploys. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm buying you that damn ring. <laughs> I shit. I'm joking. I already put so like a thousand bucks on that damn ring. I'm joking. I'm so proud of you as for that. As soon as that ring comes in, I'm just, you just <laughs> put it on or whatever. Thanks. I'm not doing the whole proposal thing. Screw that shit. I'll propose to you, Nicole, in, in honor of John. <laughs> Thanks. Our pur- your proposal pictures will be me on Nundi giving you the fucking ring if it has <laughs> and, to be. And, and John's like stand, standing like this. Like, <laughs> like I don't want any part wait, of Wait, wait, wait. I know this is drunk Jen talk. Because she hasn't made an appearance in a while, <laughs> but like, can we do that? Jump Jen, hey, yes, hey, yes. hey, girl, hey. <laughs> this is Drunk Jen reporting live from Mount Pleasant, <laughs> California. <laughs> Wait, Drunk, South Carolina. Drunk Jen, what do you think of our new studio? I like the you studio. Plenty of room to wobble around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, here's what I think. I like the studio, but I think Sober Jen is like kind of like. Not bitter, but it's like, damn, this is a big room. You know, like. Because Sober Jen has a small room. Yeah, well, yeah, because you guys said. In comparison. You guys told Sober Jen a while ago she could have the big room. So Drunk Jen is here to say. Before we had the podcast, (laughs) Drunk Jen. Yeah, yeah, so I'll relay the message to Sober Jen. Okay, that's good. So here's the thing. All right, so here's the thing. You can sleep on the couch, Jen. Glamping? (laughs) We never fucking glamped. Sober Jim, Jen. we did. We went out there, and then you immediately fell asleep. So we were like, screw this. Yeah, that was that me. That's not glamping. That's but just that going outside and falling asleep. Oh, go. can we go glamping for real? No. Why? Because I'm We're going to go glamping when we actually I tour. spent half my freaking life camping out in the woods. Yeah, not uh, glamping. <laughs> Dude, all right. all right. Here's the thing. All right. I'm going to tell Sober Jen this tomorrow. So, oh, my God, guys. This is a whole new segment. Drunk Jen. No, that's on the episode one through ten segments. <laughs> yeah, but I never established myself as a character. An army ranger. They were on and off. Toxic relationship, but the family liked him. He seems like a great guy. It just kind of didn't work out. He was overseas in the Middle East doing his deployment. And October 1st, 2005, three weeks before Terry goes missing, she technically goes missing on the 24th is when they declare her missing. Mm-hmm. Marcus returns home from a deployment. Huh? On what date? Huh? The 24th? No, on the, the first, 1st of October. Oh, oh, oh. But he does not contact Tara at all. Really? Now, I want to tell you right now, don't think of mm-hmm. this guy, Marcus, as a suspect because he was cleared. At the night of the disappearance, mm-hmm. he was doing a ride-along he was doing a drive-by. He was doing a ride-along with an Osilla police, a fellow Osilla police friend. Mm-hmm. So he was cleared. But I do want to say he came back from deployment and he did not call Tara at all. No contact is done. And that was after she done broke up with him in 2004. But she was so distressed and so hurt, so heartbroken that he came back from war and just complete. I mean, this is a small town. They could literally probably see each other at IHOP, but he didn't even call her. She was so <laughs> distraught. On October 4th, 2005, Tara calls Marcus from her car. She and, calls him. Yeah, she calls him because now she found out that he's home. And he didn't. And reach she out to him. is pissed. Yeah, she did. He didn't reach out to him. Yeah, I would kind of be mad even if we're not together. Just let you let me know that like you're home safely from war. You know, apparently he was dating an 18 year old that graduated from Tara's school. And how old was he? How old was he? Uh, I want to say like 30 or something. She calls him. He finally is like, it's over. It's done. No more. Let's call it quits forever. She was so distraught 
that he said that, that she actually had to pull over the car. She was hysterical. She was driving, hysterical, pulled over the car, and two friends had to come get her, one to take her and the other to take her car. Really? They had to carry her inside of her That's house. That's a lot. Because she was so distraught. That sounds like the time that I got pulled over when I first moved down here because I was going like 60 and a 50 and the cop pulled me over on 526 and I literally started sobbing and he was like, are you safe to drive? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but then He's he like, like Take it easy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He gave me a warning. I didn't get a ticket. I didn't start crying because of that. Like, yeah, like I did start crying because I got pulled over, but not to get out of the ticket, just because I was very stressed out. Yeah. So, so for, but like, I don't understand why this girl is on. I mean, I get, you know, she's just emotional about it, but she was the one that broke up with him because he couldn't commit to marriage. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint a picture of Tara Grinstead. She's a great person. I don't want to paint her at anything else but that, but she did have some emotional problems. It seems because that is pretty extreme. Yeah, and also, um, I mean, I can imagine being really heartbroken over some if he if she thinks that he's the love of her life and but just love of my doesn't. Life. Oh my gosh, oh, I yes. love that! I love that movie. Holy shit! This yeah. episode is brought to you by Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> What's his name? Freddie Mercury. Rami Malek. No, Rami Malek. Why is it not brought to you by Freddie Mercury? I don't want to paint Tara Grinstead as being crazy or anything else. I'm just trying to build the story up. Right. Thursday, October 13th, 2005. So this is about a week after that breakdown, her emotional breakdown. She, uh, I don't know if you can read this. No, I have that song uh, stuck in my head. Now, she sends this email to Marcus Harper's mother. This oh, is this is a long email. Yeah. If you just want to read she a little bit. She sends it to his mom? To his mom, which I think is kind of crazy. I'd be really pissed if someone sent a uh, girl sent an email to Who my mom. Who do you want to read this? Hi, I sent the email to Marcus. <laughs> Not drunk I called to let him, you and him know it was there because I need Marcus to read it. I wanted you both to know because I know how Marcus is ignoring me and it did not want him to delete the email. I saved a copy if I need to resend it to him. All of this is really starting to take a toll on me and bring me down. I was doing good until I found out he was home and would not speak to me. I'm getting worse every day basically because Marcus dislikes me and knowing this hurts my heart. It is all hurt. I don't expect Marcus, Marcus to come back to me but i do expect him to be nice to me and be considerate to me he can be considerate to everyone else but me that hurts so bad especially since i was so devoted to him i cannot ignore problems and i cannot live in peace knowing i'm hurting someone on purpose the only person i ever expected to treat me this way has i was not even able to eat dinner last night with friends because i started crying as soon as i sat down to the table i never ate my food packed it up and they took me home i went home and cried myself to sleep now if i were to tell marcus this he would say i'm putting on he would try to say i'm trying to get petty he would say i'm only doing this to get my way and make him feel sorry for me so not true I do not want to be like this. I cannot even enjoy things. I do not call. I did not call you or him last night in the midst of any crying and pain. I wanted to, but I did not. Instead, I went to sleep and dreamed all this stuff about Marcus marrying someone else and is not still speaking to me. I would wake up every hour and go back to sleep to continue dreams that were negative. If I did not give a crap about Marcus, you all and his feelings, I would not be in this state. If this were all just about me, I would not want Marcus and not want to see him. I would not even love him. He just truly does not believe anything I say and does not care. I have tried to remain positive, but at this point, I cannot. Of course, Marcus obviously does not care, and it makes it worse. Since he has been ignoring me, all I can think of is the bad, bad words he said to me in the past. And now I'm beginning to think that he meant that. Why? Really? I need to know what I did. People just do not hate folks for no reason. I need to know what I did to him or whoever. It hurts like hell to know in my heart that and soul that I honestly it's good, it's do good. not think... <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, just don't worry about it. All right, so. Wow. Anyway, that's what she wrote to his mother. It doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't. This is a long email. Yeah. Jen, don't spin. I'm not spinning. No, no, I'm not spinning. Just remind Marcus what I said about something happening to me or even him. He leaves it as this and something may happen to me. Wow, that's weird. Oof. So anyway, what does that mean? The GBI got involved, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. They came out and said this case is really difficult because Tara was romantically involved with a lot of men. Oh, really? A lot of men. Yeah. 
And, and yet she's still a, harping over this guy. As a high school teacher, one of the men that she was involved with oh, was wow. a guy named Anthony Vickers. Now, he graduated. Is oh, he a former student? No. Yes, he's a former student of hers. Oh, no. So you can see where the, here's why we're doing this case. Why do you think this case is really popular? Right well, now? you have a Georgia beauty pageant high school teacher who was romantically involved with her students, our former students. Now, months before Tara goes missing, Vickers was arrested for disorderly conduct because he showed up at Tara's home trying to force his way inside. Really? He was banging on the door, and she didn't call the police at all. The neighbors actually called the police. And then as he was leaving, this guy right here, he was arrested now, he was trying to bust the door down. Why wouldn't she call the police? Was he underage? He wasn't underage, but inside her house, you remember that guy that left the card at her door, that police officer, Heath Dykes, that left his card when, when he the mother no. called this police officer, Heath Dykes, he goes to the house and wedges that business card in her door? No, I don't recall. Did you go I on literally that? talked about that like five minutes ago. What are you talking about? All right, anyway. Is that with the $100 bill? Oh, God. All right. Because he something? A police officer, Heath Dykes, was actually in her home at the time. And I do want to point out a married police officer. Oh. Everyone in this case, since just such a small town, was drugged through the mud. Okay. Including him. But, you know, you're married. Obviously, you're cheating on your wife mm-hmm. with Tara. Tara had to know you were married. You know, so I know like it's a small town. People are like, oh, she's not asleep around, but you're with a married guy right now. And with a former student. And with former students, come on. Like, you know. And emailing the mom of an ex boyfriend. Yeah, not. She's not necessarily a bad person. Yeah, she's not a bad person. I mean, she's single. That's that's the truth. Yeah, she was single. She could sleep with whoever, but I'm kind of the married guy, like, kind of pushes. I look more badly on the police officer who's married than her. Yeah. I'm sure he's not married yeah, anymore. Yeah, because if even if she, even if she didn't know, like it's you're saying it's a small town, so she probably did. But even if she didn't know, like it's the it's did. the married man's fault, not hers. And this is how big um, this case got. The National Enquirer actually published this. Uh-huh. Cop is quizzed over missing beauty queen. Was Tara having affair with married officer? So the National Enquirer gets involved. And if you guys know the National Enquirer. They, they're the ones that actually produce the leads. Yeah. As we heard that, what was the story we were talking about? Where they John Bonet. Oh, John Bonet. Yeah, yeah. The National Enquirer is the ones bringing the leads. Yeah. It's funny because they always have like on the front page is always something to do with the royal Friend family. Look at the top. Or something. Look at the, look at the top. Royal scandals. OJ Simpson. Like, yeah. like it's literally per, like perpetuating all this stuff about. He called her thing. more than 20 times. Hmm. So maybe that's who he was talking to, or she was talking to at the barbecue. October 24th, I mean, this two days after she goes missing, the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation gets involved, and they bring in tracking dogs, helicopters, horses, four wheels, everything. Biggest search ever to take place, especially in a small town like that. Very intensive. They were looking for a body, no body. What's the sad Mm. news for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry? Did Uh, she have a miscarriage? Yeah, let me just... No. Okay, so detectives tested 144 men swabbing in their mouth to get DNA because they have a trace amount of... 144? 144. Now, I'm not saying she slept with that many, but they had trace evidence from the glove. Remember the latex glove? Mm, It wasn't much... But they were trying to have a match. There was no match that came from any of the people that she knew or that was in the national database. I'm she, not trying to shame anyone, but 144 well, I'm not would saying be. It, no, I know you're not. I know you're not saying that. I'm just making a statement. It, like, it might how just, do you even meet that many people? Like, well, it's hard it's, to meet. She was a socialite. Or it whatever. could just. It could be she isn't comes in contact. Like, it could be students. I know, any I, student. You're right. Student. You're not wrong. I'm just talking about if it wasn't students. Like. Like, how does one meet that many potential suitors or, like, men in it's, general? Like, I, I have trouble I, meeting, I, like, I, three. I mean, I probably interact with a ton of just people in general at work. There's 144? Yeah, of course. There's that many people at work 
in an office and there's that many people that work in a school, attend or work in a school. All right, so Tara also worked at a cosmetic shop on the side, so she met people that way. She was also attending night school, pursuing her master's and PhD. So she was actually mm-hmm. trying to become a master's. Well, that's all, in, yeah, uh, that's a lot of potential stuff. people. Yeah, so she teachers, I mean, other students, stuff, yeah. classmates, um, the guy at the parking garage who she pays. Yeah, okay. you, you, you interact with a lot more people on a daily basis than you think. Now February first. Start counting. Let, let's skip a little bit. Okay, so she's dead, obviously. You guys understand right. that. Yeah. February 1st, 2009, and I could not find the video anywhere. If I find it, I'm putting it on the talk murder. I'm going to try to find it. I can't find it. If you guys can find it, there was a guy, hashtag catch me killer. Ooh. He posted a video on YouTube. He, dis- he distorted his voice. He distorted his face and said, and he claims to be a serial killer, and he killed 16 women. And he described Tara Grinstead in detail hmm. about how he slit her throat and all this stuff. They haven't found her body. They ha- they have not found her body, but he they found him. His name was Andrew Scott Haley, and it was just a big fucking hoax. He I don't know why he, he was what actually is wrong with people. He was sentenced to ten years in prison, but he only served two years on a work release program since you know he has a wife and kids at home. What is wrong <laughs> with people? I have no idea. Like you're gonna like. That's not funny. Like, yeah, if you I can think find the video, just for the attention. They took the video know. off really quick. If I can find it, I'll put it on. It's kind of kind of crazy because he just gets on YouTube and is like, I killed and he details all these murders. But you can find all this information on the web, you know. So he how didn't did have they, any How did they determine that it was a hoax? Because they found him and then they interviewed him. It's like, this guy is rolled out. Like, He's, he's full just, of shit. He's I mean, he claimed shit, 16 yeah. murder victims. Anita uh, Gaddis, the sister of Tara Grinstead, hires a private investigator because, I'm not saying because, but because. likely, on Monday, January 30th, 2006, now the media took this case freaking wild. They accused Tara of sleeping with her brother-in-law, so his sister's mm. husband, and he was a doctor, but I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure that wasn't true. Like, I found no conclusive evidence that they were having an affair. But who knows? Maybe they were. I, I don't know. Um, I looked everywhere. I couldn't find any, like, just reason rumor. to believe they were. It was just a media. They took it wild. Now, December 6, 2010, Tara is declared legally deceased. You, five years later. Yeah, I'm, I'm skipping five years. Wow. Because we know who killed him now. Well, well, most news. likely. It's what's in the news now. So here's what's going on right now. But they, So they never found a body this whole time? No, they still have never found a body. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Here is the confession video that came in. This is actually posted yesterday, as well as all the other news about this freaking case. Here, if you want to read that, so... He told me that he had killed Tara Grinstead. I thought he was. I didn't believe him. I thought he was out of his mind. So, you know. I didn't believe him. I thought he was out of his mind. I told him, you know, to go home and go to sleep. I'm going to go home and go back to sleep. And he asked me to help him get rid of the body. And I agreed. And I told him. So you said it took seven days? Two days. Two days? So by Friday, there's nothing left. No. That you can, I mean, nothing like, there's probably some little smaller bones or stuff like that, which I was kind of left there. It it, it, it looked like it was all ash. I know this name, Bo Dukes. Yeah. I know that name. Okay, the reason this case uh, got back into the spotlight, if you guys listen to, there's a popular podcast called Up and Banished. He actually did this case. Oh! So yeah, this yeah this case is back in the news right now. Did you ever listen to that? No. There was a lot of pressure recently about this case, and this guy Bo Dukes comes out and says I ex- assisted in dumping the body in a pecan orchard hmm. that his family owns. And helping a friend of mine, an old friend of mine, Ryan Dukes, no relation to Bo Duke. Oh, weird. Or Bo Dukes. Bo Dukes. 
Bo, there's Bo Dukes and Ryan Duke. No relation. They were roommates at the time. Huh. He comes out. Alphabetical order at college. Comes, yeah. <laughs> he recently comes out and says, listen, I assisted in disposing the body of Tara Grinstead and burning it. It took two days to burn. I want to say the reason I'm doing this case is because we're going to open this up on the forum. It hasn't been resolved yet, and mm. I definitely want to talk about it. Because the actual murder trial of Tara Grinstead starts April 1st. Oh, April Fool's Day. And I wanted to get all of our listeners up to date as much as they can with this case because you'll be hearing about it on the news on April 1st. Okay, so Bo Dukes assisted with the murder, but it was Ryan who did the murdering? I don't know. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, just read this. This is uh, Bo texting. Dude, I know things have been weird, but strange is happening. I'm sorry, bro. And then the other word is blocked. Com- message is blocked out. Old demons are coming to the surface. Things I should have dealt with years ago. Criminal investigation things. Hmm. Um, and then he goes, I can barely type. I feel you. The other person on the other end says, I'll call you tomorrow, man. Bo says, I talked to GBI a few months ago. I didn't kill her, but was involved. Shit. The other person on the other end that Bo is talking to, or wait, is Bo the green? No, Bo is the gray. Bo's the gray. It's his friend that he's talking, he's texting. Ryan? No, it's not Ryan. No, someone submitted this to evidence, looks like. Okay. Um, What was the break in the case that shook you guys? It seemed like the case was dead. Or did Brooke come forward? I read online someone's girlfriend may have called in. Lots of speculation out there. Bo responds, Brooke let it slip to her mom. She tipped off the GBI. Through a long negotiation between Brooke, the case agent, myself, and eventually my lawyer, the DAs worked out a deal. It worked out well for me, at least, and Brooke may get the reward. He didn't. He said he didn't use a glove, though he may have lied about it, though. I always thought it was, wasn't related to, and a cop dropped it or something. Hopefully he lied about it and it, his DNA is in it. He was never swabbed until he was arrested on Wednesday. I don't know either one of those guys. I'm still confused. Where do you even play into this? Me? Yeah. He dumped her body in one of the family's orchards in Fitzgerald and didn't tell me about it for four fucking days. Then I helped him get rid of it. We were roommates at the time. So will you be arrested and then they let you go after the trial? No, I won't be arrested or prosecuted at all. I'm glad my grandfather isn't alive for this. He would fucking kill me. Dude, who knew about this besides you? Emily, two guys from Osceola, Brooke, my cousin, possibly others who don't remember telling. Please never bring me a dead body, although now that I've had some practice, dot, dot, dot. Hmm, interesting. The closing arguments of his trial went on today for lying to the GBI. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Yeah, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. But I think he's full of shit. All right, so his story is Ryan, they were roommates. My buddy Ryan, let me show you a picture of them. So let me sh- and, and did Boak have a sexual relationship with? They were both students of Tara's history class. Really? Yeah. Oh. So you see where this is going wild. This is like Riverdale, but live. This is Bo Dukes right here, and this is Ryan Duke. That today? Like today's year? Yeah, recently. Bo Duke actually comes from a very powerful family. Now, his grandfather was a Georgia state representative for 20 years. He was also in the military. Uh, Bo Dukes joined the military. Yeah, Bo Duke. If I get his name wrong, I don't know. Bo Dukes joined the military. But he came from a very prominent family. They owned Hudson Pecans, which is a billion-dollar industry, Mm, billion-dollar business, this company. And more more importantly, Tara's body was burned in the pecan orchard of this company. So you can see where this billion-dollar business, pecans, and now you have a dead beauty pageant high school teacher burned that's bad for business right they got some bad reviews let me see i wonder if it's anything related to the case huh they have a lot of bad reviews oh yeah read these oh my god read we got reviews 602 Uh, bowens mill highway fitzgerald georgia a three-star review i've never had any of their pecans but i heard it's a fantastic place to dump a body 
That was two weeks ago. Uh, Barry <laughs> McCockiner says a week one ago. star. Hashtag Kara Grinstead. Yeah. Oh, um, that was funny. So that's where Boo, boo Ducks. <laughs> boo Ducks. <laughs> Bo Dukes. Ducks. 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 Here's what Bo claims. He says, Ryan, they were roommates, after this party. What party? Or the, four, the, the barbecue party or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. Yep. Four days later, he comes to Bo and is like, listen, I need help because I killed Tara Grinstead. Now, Bo said he didn't believe him. They drove Bo's truck down to the pecan orchard, and that's when he saw the body. And then Bo says the Lord's Prayer and then burns them. They, they use this thing called a fat lighter. It's basically a type of wood that burns really quick. Now, keep in mind, like this was one of the biggest searches going on. During the time, they were burning her body during the search parties. And they were very lucky that no one saw them or smelled the smoke. They got real lucky. Now, this was on Bo's family's farm. Mm -hmm. And Ryan, he was basically like, well, Ryan told me that since it's on my farm and I used his truck, used Bo's truck, like, what are you going to go to the police because it's on your farm, like I'll just tell him you did it. That's what he's claiming. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now, right now, you have this. Oh, well, cool. he's guilty. No, he's guilty, kind of thing. He said he. They're said. both. Yeah, he said he said. Bo Dukes was dating this girl named Brooks. Brooke actually makes him confess because after that podcast, things got really heated. He drives her down to the pecan orchard where they burned her body. And then Brooke didn't even want to go see the actual burn pile. Now, this was years later. This is when the podcast is out? Like, yeah. Recent, like a couple of years ago? Yeah. And he said that she made The burn him pile's confess. still there? No, I mean, no, not really. But oh. He said that Brooke made him confess to the murder. And then Brooke told to her To the parents, murder? No, to, to the cover-up. Oh, 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 sorry. But Bo Dukes was recently in the news for something else that they're trying to keep out of the new jury pool. They're trying to keep this information out because it's... It would influence it. It would influence it, but what the shit? Like, they need to fucking see this. Hmm. Now, there was a manhunt for Bo Dukes recently. Warner Robins Police Department says Bo Dukes is wanted for rape aggravated sodomy and other charges aggravated sodomy wasn't he dating someone named brooke so close he showed us this security camera footage of the two women escaping the house next door he he took two women hostage at gunpoint raped them and then held them hostage in his home this is the video of bo dukes yes this is a video of one of them running they escaped noticed them looking Mm. over their shoulder see that's that's her in a towel that's both those girls in a towel. Oh, my God. They ran, They escaped his home. Now, this is the guy saying, oh, this is Ryan. All I did was help burn the body. Hmm. Okay? Now, how are you going to trust this? Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, here's what's going on, in my opinion. Bo Dukes had way more to involve. I bet they both did it. They probably yeah. gang raped her because, and burned the body. Because Bo could never say why Ryan did this. So, he was like... Here's what happened. Ryan went to her house. He borrowed my truck, went to her house at late at night, like 2 p.m., used a credit card to get into the door, like slip the lock or whatever, went into the room and tried to rob her. Yeah, what a, a rob a school teacher. Yeah, she's freaking rich, right? I mean, come on. Teachers make shit. She, Hashtag monetary reform. He punches, Ryan punches Tara in the face and... She dies. Now, this is what they were saying. What? Yeah. Uh, no. You don't die from getting punched yeah, in the exactly. face. So he goes and gets the gloves and a quilt to wrap her up. But Tara's 120 pounds. It, to drag a woman's dead weight is a lot. I guarantee you it was two guys that did that. I think they both were in on it. And here's why I'm taking it now. And I'll talk a little bit about both their past. I think Bo Dukes came forward because the first one to come forward is usually the one to get a plea deal. And if he can pin all this yep. on Ryan, because it's out in the open now, they're they're going to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. If he can get a plea deal and pin it on Ryan, then he's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, where's Ryan in all this? How come Bo is the I only know, one that's he's talking? talking? Yeah. Well, Ryan, 
his trial's April 1st for the murder. He actually pleaded not guilty. So you have both guys. Are they different both on story. trial? Yeah, they're both on trial. On- Bo's on trial for lying to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, saying he had nothing to do with it in 2017. Okay, so read this, this little star. This is what Ryan says to Bo. Bo and Ryan drive out to the orchard where Ryan shows Bo Tara's body. According to Bo, I didn't want to believe him. Ryan's brother told me Tara was missing on Monday. I told his brother, and then that Ryan told me he killed her on Sunday. I wanted it to not be true, but by Wednesday, I realized I had to confront him about it. That's when he took me to the orchard. Hmm. Bo now says they decided to burn the body. There was a huge search going on, and this place was pretty remote. They al- there also just happened to be a huge stack of firewood right there. There was a huge stack of seasoned spit wood there and fat lighter. I thought complete of completely getting rid of the body was the best option. After I stopped freaking out, I also realized I could easily be implicated then. He used my truck and put her in my family's orchard. Ryan Duke, on February 22nd, 2017, actually confesses to the murder. If you want to read. What? Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, and it doesn't make any damn sense. Um, And Hmm. a lot of people are thinking that it was... A false confession, because I'll tell you a little bit about oh, Ryan. Really? Ryan, since he's been out of high school, has been one charge after another. A lot of alcohol problems, lots of DUIs, lots of stuff relating to drugs. He was taking drugs when he was doing this confession, and this is what he tells the police. He was doing drugs when he was doing the confession, so can't they like throw that out Like he was, if he wasn't sober? I don't know. I don't know. That, like, this what's what, that? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sincerely asking. Like, if someone is under the influence, how seriously can you take take them? I mean, I know they say drunk minds think sober thoughts, and and you know, but if you're under the influence, you're not a hundred percent competent. Does that make sense? Like, how can they? How can I, I they accept know. something? Like that, if it's if they're under the influence of something, I don't know. Can someone please explain this to us? Ryan Duke's parents drive into the, to the police station, and he confesses. Ryan confesses, says he was alone when he killed Tara, says he stole Bo's keys, broke into Tara's house randomly to rob her, and hit her when she spoke to him, and she died from one punch. Ryan says he drove back to the trailer in Fitzgerald, got a blanket and latex gloves. Ryan says that he called Tara's house from a payphone down the street and hoped she would answer. Ryan says he carried Tara out of her house in the blanket and dumped her in the orchard. Ryan says he did not know it it was Tara until after she was dead and saw the pictures in her house. I'm sorry. Wait, what? What? You can't die from one. This is confusing. You can't die from one punch. Here, can you? Unless you're Conor McGregor. He was alone when he killed her. Then he broke into her house, hit her, and she died. Then he drove back to the trailer, got blankets and gloves, and then he called Tara's house, even though she was dead. But she was—he was supposedly he punched her. Hoping he didn't know. Yeah, she hoping. would answer. But he already left to go get a blanket and gloves to dispose of the body. Then he carried her out of the house and dumped her in the orchard. But he says he didn't know it was her until she was dead, and he saw pictures in her house. So he's saying he went into her house, but he didn't realize it was Tara in her house? That's, yeah. like, none of that makes any sense. Yeah, how do you not know that it's someone in their own fucking house? Wednesday, April 12th, 2017, Ryan Duke is indicted and charged with six counts in the murder of Tara Grinstead. That case is starting April 1st. Tacos. That's in two weeks. Uh, Count one, malice murder. Counts two and three, felony murder. Count four, aggravated assault. Count five, burglary. Count six, concealing the death of another. But I do want to say they're going into this case with no evidence. They have no DNA. There's Mm -hmm. no, nothing pointing. He's not on the... Latex glove? There's only two things that they're going into this. No, it's not on latex glove. There, there's only two things that the prosecutor is going into, into this case with that we know. A confession from Brooke and a confession from Bo. 
Oh, so they're and framing you can't trust him. Bo because he literally holds girls hostages and rapes them. They're framing Ryan. I think Ryan was involved. I think they were both involved. But yeah. I think Bo Dukes is trying to get a plea deal. Okay, this is from Justice.gov. Savannah couple plead guilty to stealing over $150,000 from the what? army. Whoa. Savannah, Georgia, Bo Dukes, 29, <gasps> Emily Dukes, 29, oh. husband and wife from Savannah, Georgia. That was his first wife. Plead guilty on Monday before United States Court du- District Court Judge William T. Moore Jr. to conspiring to steal over $150,000 worth of property paid for by the Army. What? And you do not steal from the Army because they no. will. So maximum penalty of five years in prison and a fine up to $250,000. But his, you got to keep in mind, his family owns the, one of the largest pecan orchards hmm. in the United States. You know, he, they, they both came from good families. Do they have anything to do with Duke's mail? That's like a southern thing. Yeah, it's a southern thing. Or maybe in the... Like, we up north eat Hellman's. I don't even know if they sell Duke's mayo up north. They don't. I've never heard of it until I moved down here. But I think Duke's is the best. Okay, Monday... I've never had it. August, have I? Have you cook with it? Mm-mm. August 28, 2017. Bo Duke's indictment. The Wilcox Grand Jury indicts Bo Duke's for making a false statement during a June 2016 interview... With one of the special agents on the GBI, he's basically, he was claiming he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. You can't lie to a special agent. Uh, hindering apprehension of punishment of a criminal and concealing the death of another. And he is in court now. The In fact, as the day we're recording this, this is a Thursday, they just had the closing arguments from the prosecutors today. Live, they streamed it live in the courtroom. Yeah, and I watched it. Um, Wednesday, November 14th, 2018th would have been uh, Tara's 44th birthday. Rest Mm. in peace. Now, December 12th, 2018, Ryan claims that he falsely confessed. Ah. And he pleaded not guilty. Interesting. Yeah. And January 3rd, 2019, Bo Dukes was actually arrested he posted bond, and then he there was a manhunt ongoing for him, and it took him a while to find him. Find about him, this. and now he's in court trying. To, he's all dressed nice, trying to be the good person. These guys are both mm-hmm. shitheads. Yeah, I think you're right that Bo had something to do with it, though. Yeah, I do think Bo has something to do with it. I think. Because his family, you know, money buys a lot. Money Mm -hmm. buys a good attorney. It's shitty, but it's true. Uh, Yeah. Um, Let me see. They probably coached him on what to say when all this stuff was going on. The reason I wanted to do this case is to keep you guys informed. So when you hear the name Bo Dukes, Jen, stop looking at me like that. Ryan Duke or Terry Grinstead, you'll know what this case is about. We're also going to be following it pretty closely starting April 1st when the actual murder trial um, starts now. I do want to say they're going into this with hardly no evidence. There's no DNA. There's nothing but a confession from a guy that rapes girls and holds them hostage and his girlfriend. Um, if you really like this story, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Talko Supremo. It's $40 a year. You get a 2019 uh, Supremo shirt. You get some stickers, swag. You get some hometown murders that we're going to start doing once a week. Jen, why do you hate me? And thank you guys so much. I hope you guys really loved it. I hope you guys really loved that story. That was my Tara Grin says. That was my Tara Grinstead story. So thanks for listening to Talk Murder Me, and I'll see you guys on next Tuesday. The new studio is that I can hear you from the bathroom. Here you go. So I'm not missing anything. You're just missing my my comments. Except unless you could hear me from the bathroom, which is kind of embarrassing. Mm-mm. Good. So you couldn't hear like me nope. peeing. No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. When, Wednesday. April. I mean, everyone does it. So. I hope. Uh, this just in a text message from Taco Supremo Shannon. So I just want y'all to know that I bought the TM2M tote bag and no one is sitting next to me on the bus because of it, which is great. It's a fi- also a fantastic weirdo deterrent, and I think you guys should market it as such on the next cast. Thanks in so many ways, you guys. Seattle Shannon. I'm sorry. It's just drunk. You had one drink. <laughs> no, I had like six shots. <laughs> We've had like six drinks. <laughs>
So, he, okay, here's the thing. All right, we so, got to get on the story. I promise that I will be quiet At for... At 9 o'clock, we need to be going IHOP. That's in 45 minutes. Exactly. All right. I'm still on the first page All right, of this so outline. when you buy the ring, tell Silver Jen that you bought the ring, and then we'll do the whole, like, He's proposal thing. He's not going to do anything, but... If- marriage, all marriage does, it solidifies the preconception dominance that we have in society of, oh, you're a woman, I'm a man, now I'll put this ring on you, you're my property, get in the kitchen. That's all it does. That just makes it more of a thing that you guys always claim that you don't want. You know, it just, okay, I'll shut up. I'll probably cut that from the video. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I doubt anyone will watch this part anyway. I'm just saying, I'm on your side. I get married for other reasons, not because, oh, I love you. You love my life because when you're 60 and there's like poop everywhere. Hopefully not at 60, you know, or whatever. Yeah, that's like an 80. You got to marry very young. (laughs) You got to marry someone that you can put up with for the rest of your life. I'm saying it's better than, oh, I love you so much because I used to love eating cheeseburgers. When's the last time I had cheeseburger? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's sooner than I thought, but. <laughs> be a star, Jen. Shine bright, shine fine. Don't be shy, be a star. Where you live, where you are, be a star. There's no such thing as perse- perfection. Perfection is subjective. Yeah, okay. Well, subjective to me, I want it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know? Well. Yeah, but what is perfect? Like there's no such there, thing as perfect. Yeah, it's just a. It's just, I would actually listen to a TED talk about it this morning. Oh my god, TED talks. Hmm. Do they know we're filthy fucking rich? No, because I didn't even know that. That's news to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then why do all of our bank accounts reflect a balance of zero dollars? I have sixty five dollars to my name right now. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I yelled at Jen. <laughs> Jen, I'll buy you some pancakes tonight. I'm eating pancakes. <gasps> I really want pancakes. Jen, I'll buy you some bacon. Deal? Just bacon? Well, what are you going to eat? I don't know yet. Eggs? Don't know yet. I have to decide when I get there. I wish they still had them Grinch pancakes. Oh, I love the Cinestat pancakes. (laughs) Those things you made the other day were freaking delicious. Do you like them? He couldn't sleep that whole night. Oh, yeah. I was wired. I'm sorry. I was fucking wired. (laughs) They were good. They were pretty good. They were great. Which one did you like better, the lamingtons or the biscuits, the cookies? This day in Talk Better to Me history, John compliments Jen. Oh, no, I'm cutting that, though. Oh. (laughs) It's on the video. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's on the video.